your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Monday, June 21st edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And you could also follow the Locked On NHL podcast, where I made an appearance today to talk about Alexander Barkov and the Selkie Award. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen today for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So like I teased in the introduction to the show, I talked about Alexander Barkov winning the Selkie Award. And that's what part of this episode is about, is talking about your captain, the heart and soul of the Florida Panthers, former number two overall pick from the 2013 NHL entry draft, and a staple of this franchise, Alexander Barkov, the captain, has won the Frank J. Selke Award for the best defensive forward in the 2020-2021 season. And Alexander Barkov spoke about it, and he talked about his two-way game, how he's always prided himself on being a two-way player. and it. it it's great to see for the captain, Alexander Barkov, who's been on a tear the last few years and just putting his name out there. And now we can't call him underrated anymore because with his play and winning the Selkie Award over Patrice Bergeron and Mark Stone and beating out those two fantastic players, Alexander Barkov is very well known in NHL circles, not only in media, but fans now with winning this award. And like speaking of Patrice Bergeron and Mark Stone, here are the final results of the Selkie voting. And as far as points in the top three, Alexander Barkov finished with 780 points, Patrice Bergeron, 522, and Mark Stone with 463. So that's just the points in general. And they show votes first to fifth. And Alexander Barkov, do you know how many first place votes Alexander Barkov got over Patrice Bergeron and Mark Stone? He got 62 total first place votes. The second place winner, Patrice Bergeron, got 15. Trying to do math in my head, but if I my mental math is correct, that is 47 more votes than the next best. So this was a freaking landslide. It was not even close. Alexander Barkov was won this one 
big time. And it's funny because I personally had my doubts whether he'd win, not because of his play, but because of the PHWA, the Professional Hockey Writers Association, was the one voting on this. And they, and I'm not sure how many of them kept up with the Florida Panthers and how many of them were looking really in on Alexander Barkov's play, but it, it just goes to show that I was wildly incorrect on that. So with, I mean, it helps that the team was winning. So that's a big factor in, in that. And Patrice Bergeron, he, his nickname is Mr. Selkie for a reason. He's always a finalist in this category. And he's just the standard when it comes to the defensive forwards in in the history of this award he's tied for the most in NHL history in winning this award winning it four times Mark Stone has been a finalist before getting a runner up in the Selkie award before so personally with Vegas finishing tied in points along with the Colorado Avalanche with the President's Trophy but Colorado winning the President's Trophy, but they were tied with points. But I thought that voters were going to see it as, oh, okay, this th- this team is more successful, so we're going to put more votes on Mark Stone to win the Selkie, but I couldn't be happier to be wrong about Alexander Barkov winning the Selkie. So, great to see for Alexander Barkov. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Florida Panthers. Congratulations to everyone in his family. And for Alexander Barkov, this is one thing that helps Barkov's case as far as winning this award. It creates leverage for him on his side of everything because Barkov is going into a contract year next year. And like I said a few weeks ago, once the Florida Panthers were eliminated, by the time the Cats, the earliest the Cats could win a playoff series, which would be, of course, next year, for the first time since 1996, that would be Alexander Barkov going into his offseason as a free agent. Sure, they're working on an extension. No word coming out of the Florida Panthers front office on the works of an extension, but of course... They, they they talk internally. They're they're not gonna put everything out in the public. So we don't know what the talks look like. Right now, Alexander Barkov is in Finland on vacation when he was being interviewed for winning the Selkie Award, he was already on vacation over there in Finland. So of course they could chat about contract stuff over the phone and over Zoom and see what kind of terms Barkov is looking at. But with Sasha Markov, he and his agent can go up to the table and go up to Bill Cito saying, hey, I won the Selkie Award in 2020-2021. The franchise needs me more than you know. I am the captain of this team, and I am a leader of this team, which, which is true. There's no lies there when it comes to that. So. I don't know what his demands might be based on figures. However, if, again, if Alexander Barkov wants the, a certain amount of figures, it, 
chances are he's going to get more of what he wants more than likely because of the fact that he won this individual award. Of course, yes, this is a team game. Of course, they're, the Bill Zito and company are going to talk about, hey, how about, how about this so that we could still build around the team? Because there are uh, contracts on this team, like a Keith Yandel, Anton Stroman, and Sergey Bobrovsky, something I mentioned on this show. I don't need to beat the dead horse too much on that. But as far as long term, of course, because of the fact that it's the Florida Panthers and it's the team that he's currently on and the team that drafted Barkov, he can sign an eight-year deal with the team versus a player that comes out of from another team, you could get him on a seven-year deal. So Barkov can be looking at a an eight-year deal up to like anywhere between eight to eleven million average annual value on his contract. So right now Barkov is making 5.9, almost 6 million. So what kind of raise is Alexander Barkov going to look at when it comes to an extension? Because if the Florida Panthers don't get an extension on him and he's going into next season without a contract, that's bad news. That is extremely bad news for the Florida Panthers. So this creates so much leverage for Barkov and his team in order to help him get paid. And as as a fan and as and the front office as well and the front office the fans want Barkov here long term. The front office wants him long term. The the teammates want him long term. They know what his value is and if if Barkov hits the open market next offseason, he's probably more than likely I haven't even looked at all the free agents for the 2022 offseason, but I can only imagine that he could be in the in the top two or three of biggest free agents going into that. So Bill Zito, Florida Panthers, make it happen. Make an extension happen for this guy because this guy is a special player. He's a special human being. He's not he's a we we know at this point now, if you watch Florida Panthers game, you know how Sasha Barkov's personality is he's not very he's not one to really dish out his dirty laundry out in the public he keeps things in house from what we see the relationships between him Q and Zito are good at least in the public eye we could be wrong there could be stuff behind the scenes that we don't know and that is okay we we have to be okay with not knowing everything of the inside information of what they know because that's their business it's not ours I know I'm a podcaster of the Florida Panthers but it's it's their privacy it's what they what they do and it's and that is okay but in the public eye we see how Sasha Barkov is Q Zito and based on that relationship as far as character too character you want a guy of that character along with his play on your team long term so i'm 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 very confident that Barkov will make it happen. And again, like I said, it's the, the leadership just comes naturally for him because he called Anton Lindell, the 2020 first-round pick for the Florida Panthers, on his own to chat with him and welcoming him to the team. So that's a sign of a great leader. And that is something you're going to miss if you don't find a way to extend this guy. So again, it creates leverage for Barkov with winning this award. And, you know, you got you to gotta try to make something happen for your captain. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, 
They're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut almond, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's the peanut butter brownie. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carb. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carb. Nine amazing flavors. All tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So another word that was announced yesterday was the Lady Bing Award Memorial Trophy for sportsmanship. And it was an award that Alexander Barkov won in the past in 2019. And he finished fourth this time around with Jacob Slavin of the Carolina Hurricanes winning it this time around. So another award that Alexander Barkov got a lot of votes for, but hey, he fell short on. But hey, you can't win them all. So that's just how it goes. So another award that someone Florida Panthers related fell short on was Coach Q with the Jack Adams Award. I spoke about it briefly, like for only like, honestly, like 30 seconds in my crossover with the host of the Locked on New York Rangers podcast, John Chick, the other day, because we were talking mostly about Gerard Gallant and the his time with the New York Rangers coming up. And we didn't really get to discuss the Coach Q not winning the Jack Adams Award. And so the final results of the Jack Adams Award was Rod Brindamore of the Carolina Hurricanes winning by with the points of 433 total points, with Dean Evison of the Minnesota Wild finishing with 235 votes, and Coach Q finishing with 225 votes. So. Coach Q finishes third. He gets 21 first place votes, 30 second place votes, and 30 third place votes. So this one in this award is just first, second, and third, the way it's voted. And with Rod Brindamore, I said how there was expectations with the Carolina Hurricanes, and they were expected to be here already. But hey, when I really go back and think about it, when people think about the Carolina Hurricanes and they're playing the regular season, they didn't think there was a lot of dominance from the Carolina Hurricanes. And Florida Panther fans are very familiar with the dominance that the Carolina Hurricanes had against them. I mean, damn, like the the Panthers, they finished. 
two, four, and two against the Carolina Hurricanes. And both of their wins against Carolina were all in overtime. So Carolina got 14 out of 16 points against the Panthers just by that one alone. And let, let's not forget that also the Carolina Hurricanes had got to rest in the final two games of the regular season because they had the division wrapped up. And yeah, the Florida Panthers fell by a few points in for the division title. But one thing that we don't see if we're just standings watching is that the Carolina Hurricanes got to rest for a few games before heading into the postseason. Sure, they fell short in five games against the Tampa Bay Lightning, but let's not forget that this is a regular season award. And there are so many speculations on what Rod Brindamore will do with his contract expiring, looking to get a pay raise. And honestly, there was never a doubt in my mind that he was going to leave Carolina. He's been there since for like 20 plus years, playing for the team, winning a Stanley Cup in 2006. Like as my fellow counterpart in Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes describes, he's, he's raised his kids here. He's lived here pretty much for over a decade and a half winning a Stanley Cup and now becoming the coach and a legend in Raleigh, having his number retired, being the captain of that 2016. There was just no way in hell that you could see a guy who's just dedicated to the franchise that much and having a successful season, a successful last three seasons especially, that he was going to leave the Carolina Hurricanes. There was no way in hell that he it was going to happen, and he signed a three-year extension with the Carolina Hurricanes. But going back to Coach Q, hasn't won it since his time with the St. Louis Blues in 2000. Never won it in Chicago because there were so many expectations for Coach Q, but I, I kind of starting to wonder if, uh, if Coach Q didn't win it in a year like this where there were no expectations for the Florida Panthers. I think that the only way that the, that Coach Q would win the Jack Adams Award. I mean, sure, this is individual awards, and I, I think if you were to interview Coach Q and ask him what he thinks about winning an individual award, I think he would tell you that he'd rather win Stanley Cups over an individual award, and, that, and that's fair. This is, a, this is about winning. It's not all about individual awards, but in order, I feel like in order now for Coach Q to like win the Jack Adams Award, if we're just talking to individual, I think that it would take probably like a winning the President's Trophy next year for the Florida Panthers or winning the division title in a landslide. Because assuming that we're going back to regular divisions with the Atlantic, where the Florida Panthers will be facing a Boston, oh, once again, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Montreal, Buffalo, Detroit, and if the Florida Panthers were to win that division by a huge margin, along with playing the all the Western Conference teams, the Canadian teams as well, then if that happens for Coach Q, that a, a division win by a landslide or even the President's Trophy, then Coach Q himself would, would win that trophy. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. 
Sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. Last award that I want to talk about is the Jim Gregory Award, and that is an award given out to the GM of the year, the general manager of the year. And Bill Zito, general manager of the Florida Panthers, is a finalist for the Jim Gregory Award, along with Lou Lamorello of the New York Islanders and Mark Bergevin of the Montreal Canadiens. And all three of these guys are well-deserving. Lou Lamorello at the trade deadline this offseason made a trade for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the New Jersey Devils. And now the New York Islanders are in their second consecutive semifinal appearance. And that series is tied up at two with game five scheduled to be played tonight in Emily Arena between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Mark Bergevin is also well-deserving after grabbing Tyler Toffoli, one of the best free agent signings in this past offseason from the Vancouver Canucks, and signing him to Montreal and having an impact almost instantaneously, getting a player like Eric Stahl from the Buffalo Sabres, giving up a three and a five and adding to that. So, and with Bill Zito, You've heard it on this podcast many times of, of the additions, and I said it on the national show today with Sarah Avampato. And after this show, you could go to the national show, Locked on NHL, where I talk about Bill Zito and his the job that he's done with the Panthers. And like I like I, I'm a lot of the points that I'm talking about here are also on that as well. And over fifty percent of the roster was turned over from the previous year in the. Stanley Cup qualifiers from what they had in the bubble to what there is now for this team. The Florida Panthers were right out of the gate winning and successful. And the only really small blemishes of the season were two separate three-game losing streaks. And that's really pretty much it. There wasn't really much... Too much adversity, really, in the regular season until until those different events. And, of course, you had the Aaron Ekblad fracturing his leg. That was another sense of adversity. There was a, the minor injury for Sasha Barkov when he came out of the ice in warm-ups in Chicago. That was a little bit of adversity. But because of the pieces that Bill Zito put in for this team, it gives me a sense that that he is more than deserving of winning this award. And for for those who didn't don't listen to Locked on NHL, which I highly recommend that you do, on the Friday show of Locked on NHL, Gil Martin, who is the host of the Locked on Islanders podcast, sp- spoke about how when it comes to Canadian teams and awards, that usually the Canadian teams have more of an advantage because more people are looking to them. And of course, Montreal is an original six team. They have the most Stanley Cups in in NHL history. So, of course, Mark Bergevin is going to have more of of a recognition and more uh, more eyes are going to be 
scene on Mark Bergevin when it comes to the moves that he made in order to make Montreal to what they are right now. And it's crazy. Like, nobody thought that Montreal, even like I said, it's a regular season award. Nobody thought that Montreal was going to be in the position that they're in being tied two games apiece, though they lost last night against the Vegas Golden Knights with Robin Leonard in the starting crease for Vegas after Marc-Andre Fleury had a brutal mistake at the end of the third period, which cost the Vegas Golden Knights game three. It, the Montreal Canadiens tied it late in the third, and then they ended up winning in overtime. And then this time around in game four, the Vegas Golden Knights were able to win in overtime behind Robin Leonard. And the Vegas Golden Knights have a great one-two punch at goal at goalie. And even though Robin Leonard had a horrible game one against the Colorado Avalanche, he was able to bounce back in this one after Marc-Andre Fleury took the reins back after game one against Colorado. But also, I don't think Lou Lamorello is going to win the Jim Gregory Award for a second year in a row because he won it last year. So I have a hard time believing that he's going to win it for a second year in a row. So honestly, this award is probably going to come down to Mark Bergevin and Bill Zito in this one. So for the Florida Panthers fan and for us, we're hoping that Bill Zito can come away with this award. And the fact that he's doing all of this in year one, turning over the roster by 50% and getting second in the central. And like I said before, this is from what the Florida Panthers were able to do this season. and him clearing the contracts of a Mike Matheson, and maybe he makes wonders of clearing the contracts of a Keith Yandel. Maybe, maybe this finds some way to win this award, and I, I've seen what Bill Zito can do with contracts that have looked untradeable, and he's found a way to so far to make it happen, and definitely... Zito has found a way to make it happen, and I don't have a reason to believe that he'll he won't do it again. So, hashtag in, in Zito we trust. So I I trust Bill Zito and what he can do with with this team. And think about this, Florida Panther fans: you had a player, a coach, and a general manager up for awards this season. That just goes to show the reward even if they don't win the award that it just goes to show the product that the Florida Panthers put on the ice of how special a season like this was and let's not kid ourselves if Aaron Ekblad didn't fracture his leg he there probably would have been another candidate up there for this one would be the Norse trophy for Aaron Ekblad who was one of the top goal scorers for defensemen before fracturing his leg. He was tied with power play goals at the time of his injury with Jeff Petrie of the Montreal Canadiens. And and he was definitely his defensive play being on the top pairing along with Mackenzie Wieger and solidifying that line. And there was there's never really questions when it comes to that top line. He was always on the left side on the power play on the left face-off circle on the one-timer shot he pretty much took the Mike Hoffman role this year on the power play 
And you also saw Aaron Ekblad's impact from the time he did fracture his leg, how the power play came stale after that. So definitely, he if he would have stayed healthy this season, and we're hoping for a speedy recovery going into next season, that definitely Aaron Ekblad could be in the running for a Norris Trophy. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast comes into your podcast feed. Make sure to also follow the National Show and the Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be covering the whole Stanley Cup playoff landscape. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. The Nets and 76ers have questions to answer. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Ramon Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>